welcome to the latest episode of Optional Sidequest. It's Giorgio and Alex. Alex, how's it going? Fine. Uh, enjoying the schizophrenic weather. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the weather is like coming, started becoming your regular opening line, which I, which I actually really dig. So it is though, because I mean, it's like, um... dude, it was so hot at the weekend, and then today it's freezing again. Oh, dude. Um... Well, was it tipping it down like by you? Because about it was tipping it down a little bit, but then it was like really hot. The house was boiling. Like I was in that situation where you know where you're trying to sleep when it's boiling hot, and it's just ridiculously uncomfortable. I was having that last night, and then today I was freezing. So I don't know what's going on. Global warming, I suppose. Yeah, um, if you believe in that, it... <laughs> not, not not to. Uh... Not saying, <laughs> Not saying but, anything either way. Not saying anything either way. So, today's episode, this week's episode, we're going to be focusing on something that is near and dear to both of our hearts, I think. Um, I'd be really interested to, to sort of dig into it, you know, the history of it with you as well. Um, it's Kung Fu movies. We love the Kung Fu. Um, I suppose, you know... Karate movies, but any type of martial art. I guess martial art movies is probably the best description. But I mean, before we get into that, because it's a movie-focused episode, have you watched any cool movies recently that you want to talk about? Oh, movies in general. Yeah. Um, I did. Cool? I did. I did watch a John Wick three at the uh, the weekend. Oh shit! Oh, that kind of ties in really well. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like? I haven't seen it yet, so no spoilers. Um. He kills stuff. <laughs> he kills. Is it? Is it? He kills lots as of people. Good or better than John Wick Two? John Wick I actually haven't. Wa- I actually haven't watched John Wick Two. What the fuck? What are you going to see John Wick Three for then? Because you know, um, my friend was like, "Oh, do you want to come see John Wick 3? I was like, "I haven't seen two. And he's like, "He basically summarized it to me on the on the way <laughs> over." <laughs> and I was like, "So oh. having having not come from John Wick Two, did you enjoy Three? Yes. Okay." Any elaboration? Um, Halle Berry's character is quite fun. Um, Good action. Yeah, the action is very, very good. Um, It's. I I think part. I'd like to think part of the reason the movie, the movies, the franchise itself does so well is because they actually know how to do action in movies, which is which probably makes sense because the director is a former stuntman um yeah, no i i agree and that with, with action movies i think because keanu reeves actually does the action as well like tom cruise in mission impossible you're able to one be more invested in the action scenes i mean and and number two and this especially relates to um you know the later on in the episode that you can actually enjoy the action like there aren't so many different cuts like you know when you watch an action movie or a fight scene and it's kind of the actor doesn't really know what they're doing or they've got a stunt double. So in order to sort of hide the fact that, you know, that the actor isn't that good or, or there are stunt doubles, they do so many quick cuts. And I fucking hate action films and fight scenes with multiple cuts like that. When you when you've actually got the actor doing the stunts and the moves, you don't need multiple cuts. You can just do it in one take, two takes. And it's so much better. And the John Wick films have like those long takes. and It's so cool. And I think that just makes it, it just makes those films so much better. Yeah, I mean, the problem with quick cuts is um, your brain can't 
process them. Like you it's watch... just telling you something actiony is on the screen. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, because I, I will always remember the. Uh, I, I, I still don't know if, um, if Pete, the tech guy from uh, Leeds uh, Metropolitan uh, from 2011 to 2014 is listening. Um, <laughs> I thank you <laughs> because he was the guy that. It basically explained to me that um, Quick Cuts is handy for, you know, editing and stuff, but it's bad in terms of trying to get people to remember stuff because your brain can't lock on to anything. So, yeah, yeah, you you will enjoy an action movie with Quick Cuts while you're in the cinema, but trying to remember those action scenes like a day later, you're going to be struggling. Whereas I haven't, I mean, and this probably ties into... Uh, the martial arts movies um, thing. I haven't watched Old Boy in like the original Korean Old Boy in like ten years. Well, about ten years, and I can still remember that scene where he basically goes through the corridor with that with that claw hammer killing people, because that's one continuous scene, and I can still remember it. Yeah, I mean, like in a, it's not really a, a franchise I want to touch on too much. Well, I'm not intended to touch on too much in this episode, but I re- my big memories of like the Matrix movies were the fight scenes that were all kind of highly choreographed. You know, one one take almost. Just Keanu Reeves just blocking shit. I was just it was, it was like the most mind blowing thing I'd seen, and because it was all in one take, I like remembered it, and I could like I could try and reenact it and and all this stuff and. I mean, that's sort of the fun about watching fight scenes as well, is trying to, like, reenact it or at least trying to see the choreography and it's just so much more inspiring than when you see just quick cuts and, oh, shit, shitty fucking action scenes. Yeah. Um, blame the Bourne movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I, like, there's one fight scene in Bourne Identity which was pretty decent and that's when... J, uh, Matt Damon's fighting some assassin guy. Stabs him with a pencil in the in the hand. I don't know if you remember that scene. And I, I remember at the I, time that fight scene actually being pretty decent. But literally, I... the, the I've, I think I've seen the first two Bourne movies, and the only bits I remember from I can only remember bits from the first one. And the only bits I remember is him. I think he's fighting somebody um, in a stairwell, and um, another one where he's in a mini and he's driving around. And that's about it. Those are the only bits I remember. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. They're quite, they're quite good, like, more in terms of, like, spy thrillers and rather than actual action movies. The action's okay. Matt Damon's pretty good, but... Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> but should we get into it in the actual yeah. topic at hand? I mean, I haven't really watched anything too interesting, so let's get down to it. So, martial arts movies, kung fu movies... Uh, I mean, what what is your kind of starting point with these movies? Like, because for me, the, the martial arts movies are probably the most important kind of genre in my kind of movie watching history. Like, the first film I ever watched was Enter the Dragon as a as a young six year old. That's like the first film I can remember watching. My like my dad was a huge Bruce Lee fan. Um, you know, still are, and and Enter the Dragon was kind of the thing that I I first saw. So just the whole kind of, just the 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 sounds Bruce Lee used to make, the scratch marks on his face, and uh, from from Han, um, was just 
such an influential thing for me. Like I, I own a, you know, Bruce Lee, and then just Bruce Lee in general. Um, kind of. Well, it's it's funny you say that because uh, my uh, foray into kung fu movies was also kind of similar. Um, I will always, I distinctly remember. Um, I was down in London uh, seeing my aunt and mm-hmm. with my mum. And they, um, I, I, I can't remember what I was doing before. I might have, because I was quite young as well. I might have been seven or eight. And I think I, ha- I was having a nap. And then I woke up and then I came into like the living room area and they were watching Game of Death. Um, yes. And it's, I distinctly, re- and this is just goes to, I, I don't know how, if my memory is really good or not, but I distinctly remember it's the scene where, um, uh, his, Bruce Lee's character Billy Lowe has died and the Chinese um, with their infinite wisdom decided to use actual footage of Bruce Lee's funeral <laughs> oh yeah I remember that <laughs> I was like yeah no, that was a bad taste and oh dude uh, um, later on I, I will get into some more bad taste things that they, that they did <laughs> but um, I, I, I remember sitting down because everybody was kind of like uh just kind of sitting around doing like in the living room i think my i think my sister was um asleep as well so i was just like i couldn't play the uh snes i was just like well i might as well just watch this movie where they keep punching and kicking each other (laughs) and then um i i remember the scene where he fights kareem abdul jabbar and he's wearing wearing the sort of you know the yellow and black tracksuit and i was like and this is like Dude, I own that yellow and black tracksuit. Oh, dude, I so want one. <laughs> I've got one. I need the trainers. Like, I've been trying to get the trainers forever, just the yellow and, and black trainers. And they're the just fun- so expensive. But I've got the I've got the tracksuit. And the I've got the gunshots. I've nearly got everything I need. The funny thing is, when I was younger, I used to prefer the black and yellow. And you, you know how there's like the tracksuit with the off, the colours were opposite? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I initially preferred that one. <laughs> Dude, no, you need the yellow one, man. The yellow yeah. one. Yeah. What, what's about... bad though is I I wore the yellow tracksuit to like a fancy dress party, thinking everyone would be like, I oh, well, no, I I didn't really think too many people would know about Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee's movies, especially like nowadays. But everyone sort of recognised me and they thought I was Uma Thurman from Kill Bill, and I got well... so offended. I was like, no. <laughs> It's not Uber Thurman. Uber Thurman was. And then I just got into a whole. I got into a whole educating like mindset of saying no. They took influence from Game of Death, blah blah blah. But yeah, it just it, it just kind of shows you how kind of out of the conscience Bruce Lee has sort of become. I suppose for some people, especially in something more mainstream, where the yellow and black tracksuit is now more closely associated to Kill Bill more than so than Game of Death. I, th- I think it depends. I think it depends on the demographic and the age as well. Because it, it I mean, to be fair, it was a party full of girls, so it wasn't. Yeah, they they're probably more familiar with Kill Bill than Bruce Lee, which is because I mean, uh, I I mean, don't forget. I mean, if he was still alive, Bruce Lee would be like seventy eight now, seventy eight, seventy nine. <laughs> so <laughs> well, he has he has literally, you know, gone to the point of pop culture legend i guess i mean he's basically in the same vein kind of as like Charles a more Wayne mythical kind of legendary figure now like kind of you know similar to like alvis presley or you know 
Yeah. And things like that. But I mean, he, he was in his very early 30s when he passed away. And I, I and I've always kind of felt a special kind of connection is probably the right term. But it, Bruce Lee died on the date he died was July 20th, which is my birthday. So I've always kind of felt like I was kind of connected to Bruce Lee in some way when I was younger. Like, I know that's a really weird thing to say. He died on my birthday, but it's like just growing up, just knowing that uh, sort of a, such a big date kind of related to me always gave me an extra interest in Bruce Lee's movies and his life and, and everything like Dragon the Bruce Lee story, um, which came out in, ni- in the 90s was like a biopic. It's one of my all time favorite films. Um, and then just sort of the Bruce Lee movies in general. I mean, we, we could easily spend a whole podcast talking about Bruce Lee movies. But what are your kind of favorite kind of movies, stroke movie moments? Um, of Bruce Lee's sort of filmography that that you'd like to sort of talk about, bring up. I I have some really random moments, but okay. Um, you, you give me one, and I'll give you one, and we'll just sort of do a few each, and then we'll move into sort of the next kind of area. Okay. Well, it's not one of my favorite um Bruce Lee moments. It isn't even like a fight scene or an action scene. Um, okay. it's totally random, but, um, it's the intro to Way of the Dragon, which is the one where he, um, travels to Rome to help out, um, uh, I think, uh, a family friend. Yeah. And Way, uh, of, Way of the Dragon is, he has, his main sort of outfit is the white vest, the white wife beater vest. And he has two nunchucks on the cover. And I think, and that's the fight, he has a fight with Chuck Norris in that film as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a fight with Chuck Norris at the end. Which has so many iconic moments. Oh my God. Like the bit where he pulls off his back hair. Yeah, (laughs) there's chest hair and he just like blows it out of his hands. (laughs) That is is an awesome fight scene, by the way. Um, Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris. That's like, that's kind of like some comic book fantasy fight scene. The funniest thing is, I, I, I watched that. I watched that movie after I watched. I had been watching um, Chuck Norris and Walker Texas Ranger, so <laughs> <laughs> so seeing Chuck Norris with no beard or moustache was like quite weird. <laughs> but no, um, my fa- one of my favorite parts is a bit at the start of uh, Way of the Dragon, where he's basically at the airport, basically waiting to get picked up, and he's hungry, and he just goes into a restaurant and he's trying to order some food, and there's the language barrier, and he's um he's just looking at the menu and then somebody comes up to him and is just basically um he's waiting to take his order and he's like eggs <laughs> i kind of like vaguely remember this <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, um the person's just looking at him like i don't think they don't do eggs so he ends up just pointing to like a whole load of different soups <laughs> so they bring out <laughs> like about i think four different um bowls of soups and he basically just starts like proper like eating it like he he, he doesn't he just keeps putting like the spoon in like different like bowls and just like uh you know sipping it so it's just like really fast Dude. and then like it's just a really comedic scene and i don't know why i like, Bruce Lee has so many like great moments like that in all of his films he's so he's like his one-liners on just his his delivery of lines are so good like it's often overlooked because his fighting style and ability which is so good he didn't but, have but he was like like he when uh like he, i always i always like laugh at the scene in into the dragon where he's on the boat kind of sort of sailing you know, to the to the island to you know to undertake the tournament 
And there's just some random guy on the on the ship, just some white guy, and he thinks he's like really hard and he's got the best kind of kung fu. And he just tries to fight. He just starts like showing off in front of Bruce Lee's character. And he's like sort of shadow punching him in the face to see if he'll flinch and stuff like that. And he's just like, what's your style? And then Bruce Lee's like, my style? It's the art of fighting without fighting. And it's like such like, the coolest line and just the coolest delivery. And he just he ends up making this guy go on a boat. to. He says, oh, we can fight on that island over there. And this guy just hops on the boat to try and row over Bruce Lee just chucks the uh the boat that boat line into the sea just like lets the guy just drift off and it's just oh it's just yeah, yeah I, remember I remember that but uh, kind of a scene that I want to sort of sort, kind of bring up is from Game of Death I, I I don't think it's in the theatrical version he he's it's basically a half an hour long Lunch oh, it's the fight. original. Oh, the original footage that he shot before. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He left to do. Yeah, because because um, he, he did was... the whole kind of pagoda fight scenes. Like he filmed all of the pagoda scenes, didn't he? It was more the kind of more plot heavy. Yeah, he he, he basically filmed most of the pagoda scenes. Like I think the only scenes he didn't film were like getting to getting to the pagoda and the non-fight sort of scenes, end yeah. end part of the pagoda fight as well. Yeah, yeah. But there's a whole fight scene between him and uh, Dan in a Santo. It's a whole. No- it's it, dude. It's it's twenty minutes of. Oh, that, that's the one where he's using the piece of bamboo, isn't it? He uses the piece of bamboo at first, and then and then and then and Dan, Dan's using like two sticks, and then he gets nunchucks out, and Bruce Lee gets nunchucks out. It's just like this. It's, dude, it's just fucking awesome, man. Um, but yeah, that that was like a big scene for me. Got re- like I I you know I tried to learn nunchucks. Purely because of Bruce Lee, watching him do it. Um, um, well, awesome, my mum awesome. told me stories that many people, many uh, uh, guys that she knew um, were trying to like learn to like use nunchucks when kung fu movies were big when she was younger. Yeah, and yeah. She says she distinctly remembers one guy who was like, who, who had gotten okay, like he would basically manage to just about swing him about. And then apparently he was showing off. And then he did it where he, he he whipped it like behind his back, but then the other part came came up and smacked him in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he had a massive like um, lump <laughs> on the back. Dude, of the it's head. so dangerous, man. I only ever practice with rubber ones because if you if, if something goes wrong with a rubber one, it's not that bad. But if you're using like a wooden one, it's you, you'll end up just cracking your skull open. Yeah, I mean, just uh Nunchucks are cool, but <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of wanted to just just sort of bring up. I know we're getting deep into it, but uh, my my kind of focus on the films I want to talk about are going to be more Chinese films. Um, if you've got any Hollywood ones you want to bring up, by all means do it. But yeah, no, just, just to sort of mention that. Um, no, no, I get you because the funny thing is, my my mum is um, a big massive martial arts fan, and she is not very big on American martial arts movies. If you look at um, our collection of martial arts movies at um, the house, they will all be um, either Chinese or Korean or Thai or whatever, but basically East Asian. And I think the only American martial arts movies we have uh, are basically mine. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, there are some really good ones that I'm sure we'll touch on because I definitely want to talk about some of the Bruce Lee, uh, Brandon Lee movies. And then obviously Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon, awesome. Jackie Chan did a load of really good American Kung Fu movies, like Rush Hour, of course, and Shanghai Noon. So yeah, there are plenty out there, but I think on the whole, and in terms of influence, yeah, the, the 1970s, 80s era of Chinese Kung Fu cinema is such a goldmine for, for some of the best Kung Fu oh, movies yeah. that ever made. I mean, um, I've the amount we've got is, I think we've got um, one. We've got like a really long shelf, and I'm fit, and I'm fairly sure the for that. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, um, going back to what I, um, uh, we were saying about how Chinese were very uh, rather tasteless. Um, yeah. In regards to Bruce Lee, um, do you know of the phenomenon that is Bruce Bloitation? No, I know. I know Game of Death used a lot of cardboard cutouts of Bruce Lee's face to try and fill backgrounds and scenes. But in terms of Bruce Bloitation, I, I don't know, man. What, 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 what is it? Bruce Bloitation is where um, loads of Chinese uh, film companies would get got Bruce Lee lookalikes to be in them um, and made martial arts movies starring them. Oh, so basically, really? So you basically got a whole load of sequels to Bruce Lee movies like Fist of Fury 2, Big Boss 2, Return of the Dragon and stuff like that, just starring Bruce oh, no Lee way. lookalikes. Um, See, like, they had a lookalike in um, Game of Death, obviously, that they used quite a lot to kind of fill out the movie. And I remember, I think the lookalike had a fight scene with, oh, I don't even know the, the guy's name, but it was in the changing room. It was the changing room fight scene. And they used a lookalike for that. And you could pretty easily tell it was a lookalike, but you know, I suppose it was as good as they could have got. Um, um, I have actually, the funny thing is, I've, I've, um, I've watched Game of Death 2, um, which was being touted as Bruce Lee's final movie because he, there are scenes of Bruce Lee in there um for all of five minutes <laughs> so so basically they, there was like a whole conspiracy there as well wasn't there that bruce lee didn't actually die and there was a whole kind of triads conspiracy thing that was sort of going on yeah but yeah um game of death 2 was basically his um his character from game of death 1 um goes to see his younger brother um and he's also investigating the death of his friend um, and then he dies about five. His character, he 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 dies about five minutes into the movie, and then you're just following his brother. Um, which uh, and the the thing is, it's a it's a good movie in terms of as a martial arts movie. I mean, the the irony most is that people like it was being touted as a Bruce Lee movie, and again, you could you could probably have edited out the. Bruce Lee footage and just had some other like person play the character that he was playing and it would have worked yeah um but yeah uh the uh that was uh my first Bruce exploitation movie that I watched the other one that interesting because I think it also has a Jackie Chan impersonator in it (laughs) (laughs) um and it's called Golden Dragon Silver Snake. And for the longest time, it was one of my favorite um, martial arts movies. I think it probably did like Bruce Lee impersonator in it. Because, uh, <laughs> you, you know, the um, 
the track the yellow tracksuit. Yeah. Well, in this one, he's wearing a yellow tracksuit with a red stripe. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Um, and it's also very 70s. Like, basically, uh, you see characters with flares, even heels, and, you know, you know, basically all that 70s fashion. And it's just, it's it's enjoyable in a dumb sort of way. Like, if you watch, if you, I think... How are the actually... fight scenes? Are the fight scenes actually, like, decent, or...? The fight scenes are actually quite good, um, and they use uh, there's a couple of scenes where they're fighting in a restaurant, um, they're fighting in a gym. Um, he the end fight he's uh, he fights a guy. I mean, there's a guy who's got like a dr- who uses a drill. He uses um, uh, a baseball bat. Um, one of the one of the end bad guys has like spikes in his shoes. Um, in terms of in terms of like fight choreography and stuff, it's actually very good. In terms of story, it's it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's it's quite good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've got uh, I'll talk about some like uh, other weird plot movies in a minute as well. Yeah, when we 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 spent quite a lot of time on Bruce Lee, so I suppose we better keep things moving along. So I kind of the next kind of martial arts star i really want to talk about uh in a bit of depth is jackie chan and so i mean jackie chan i kind of i mean i've always loved loved jackie chan's movies obviously his his output is a lot more prolific than bruce lee's obviously um he was around a lot longer he is still around um and i especially want to talk about well i I especially want to talk about first um jackie chan's awesome and probably best fight scene against Benny the Jet in Meals on Wheels. I think that's one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen. 1984. So, I think 1980s was peak Jackie Chan. And, dude, have you seen this Meals on Wheels fight scene between him and Benny the Jet? I haven't. I'm ashamed to say it. Dude, it's so good. I'm ashamed to say my my Jackie Chan input is going to be severely limited because I, 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 I don't know what it is. Like, I watched, like... A couple of movies when they were on TV, but I can't like I, I'm fairly sure I, I watched Drunken Master when I was about twelve when it was yes. on TV. Yeah. Um, and I've watched Who Am I like quite a bit. Oh, dude, um, Who Am I? I mean, talk about fight scene. The, the rooftop fight scene in Who Am I is one of the best of all time as well. Yeah, but... I mean, um, but um, in terms of like eighties output, I'm severely limited. I mean, I keep meaning, I keep saying to myself, I need to watch Armor of God. I need you to watch, watch Armor of God. You need to watch Police Story, Drunken Master, definitely. There's a um, film from the nineties called Gorgeous, which is awesome. Um, dude, there's so many, man. And then, and then you can get into his more recent stuff, obviously like Rush Hour, Shanghai Noon, which you know we all know a lot more. Um, but. What was fascinating me with Jackie Chan films and, and Bruce Lee films as well is a lot of the fight scenes kind of followed a similar sort of formula where Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan would start losing. They would pretty much lose the first half of the fight and then they would kind of adapt their style in some way and then end up winning quite easily. I, th- I think that's just a uh, Chinese martial art. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what I think what fascinates me the most and, and what I enjoyed most, like you know, when Bruce Lee starts jumping and bouncing, you know, in his fight with Chuck Norris and ends up, you know, starting to win. So good. And then Jackie Chan obviously did a lot of that as well. You'll always lose the first 
few fights, but you need to watch ben, the fight against Benny the Jet because it, they're, they're fighting and it's so close, like how quickly they're moving and they're like so close to each other. And then Benny the Jet like throws like some roundhouse and Jackie Chan dodges it and it just it blows out some candles. It's just like the coolest thing. Like the kick is so fast, it blows out like five candles. Uh, uh, it's super cool. But but yeah, just Jackie Chan's films and his fight style is usually a lot more comedic as well. Um, it always made me laugh. I will say this. I have actually read Jackie Chan's autobiography. <laughs> and um, in it, he actually says how when he first started to be an action, like to be an, a main film star, a lot of the producers were trying to get him to act like Bruce Lee because obviously Bruce Lee had recently uh, was still like massive and um, but Jackie Chan was like, look, let me just do me. I'm kind of um, I don't want to be like the next Bruce Lee. I want to be the first Jackie Chan. I and think he, yeah, go on, carry on. And, and so he was like, I I like to do silly things. So like. Yeah, his fight style is so entertaining. Like, just the way he will just use, just I don't know, just random weapons, or or the way he jumps, or he throws people into each other, or he he'll grab their clothes or their ties and 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 sort of do things with that. It's just so fun to watch. The idea is, fight scenes are the most fun to watch by far. The idea is, it's probably also the most realistic because we like. Um, I think there's a scene in, uh, Rush Hour where he punches. Um, like some guy in the helmet, or so, uh, and he's like, it obviously hurts his hand because you know he's punching a helmet. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, um, and it's, it's like there's really cool fight scenes like Shanghai Nights as well, where he's fight, he's he's fighting people in like a British market using lemons and umbrellas. Uh, it's just awesome. It's so fun. Um, one guy I I want to talk about, which um he he probably isn't like massive, like you probably odds of you know who he is is probably extremely slim but my mum went through a phase where she was like oh yeah i I need to get um another uh movie by this guy and uh his name was is a carter wong okay um i think if i remember correctly he was actually in um big trouble in little china Um, okay yeah but um his chinese output was um uh he did a film called uh Born Invincible, where he's actually. Oh, the bad... I know this guy. He's like proper hench. Yeah, he's well. He's pretty hench. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with his films. So yeah, go on. But yeah, um, his uh, the film Born Invincible. He's actually the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, he, uh, they basically the intro to the movie is basically explaining his character basically as to why uh he has white hair and he's basically he can't be injured because he's learned tai chi from such a young age and he's got like a high-pitched voice and it must it must be the dubbing but the dub whoever dubbed his voice did an excellent job in terms of making it memorable because he'll be like ha 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 damn you you're gonna his, die today. His born invincible character looks exactly like um, Uma Thurman's trainer in uh, Kill Bill Two. I mean, it, it, it's exactly probably, the same. It's exactly the same. 
And he was, and he also did um, a movie called uh, The Eighteen Bronze Men. Okay. Where he's uh, he's actually a supporting character in that, but um, he's a monk and he's basically helping the main character uh, find the people who killed his parents. Yeah. The funniest thing though is um, he's also in a movie called uh, Return of the Eighteen Bronze Men, where he's playing a completely different character. He's actually playing the bad guy again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but the yeah you know, again the 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 fight scenes are really really good. Um, it, if you if you watch Born Invincible, there's so many um, varied fight scenes because there's scenes with swords, there's just hand to hand combat. Um, it's just all over the place. There's even a character who uses like uh, metal like balls. As in, okay. basically, like he sort of like swallows them and then spits them out and like smacks people with them. And that, I know that sounds really weird, but <laughs> it actually, yeah. When you if you watch it, it actually works. <laughs> I mean, what I love about the fight scenes in in, in in these sort of movies as a whole, it's just they're so. I suppose if you want to be really nitpicky, they're so like obviously choreographed. But I I find that as like their charm, like it, it's almost like a like a dance the fight scenes more so than an actual fight like they're actually there's two partners just moving through very highly choreographed moves and it's just much more entertaining to watch than you know just two people slogging it out and the beauty of it is that pretty much all of these uh martial arts stars were actually trained in martial arts so they were so they knew what they were doing yeah, um, but they're also that's... kind of trained in like Tai Chi and dancing and, and you know Chinese dancing and all this stuff as well, and that of, often comes through in these scenes as well. Yeah, and that's and that's why the uh, like these films also like the fight scenes you you remember them because like um, they the cuts between them were very few and far between, very, very minimal. Yeah, that like you can actually remember them. Um, the fights often told a story as well. Like to get, I mean, even to go back to, yeah, you know, Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris. Like throughout the that fight scene, there's there's such a story being told of two people who don't like each other, so ultimately you know end up end up respecting each other, fight you know fight it's you know it's a fight to the death sort of thing. Bruce Lee respects Chuck Norris's character. Spoilers after he after he wins and and, and kills Chuck Norris's character, and yeah, it it just tells a whole story like the the change of style. The respect for the opponent, the honor, you know, fighting without weapons. I used to love in these movies where someone would throw their gun down to fight someone hand to hand. It was like it was like the most pointless thing in a storytelling context, but it was also the coolest because it means you get a really cool fight scene from it. Yeah, I just remembered um, uh, the second martial arts movie I ever watched. Um, it actually scared me. Um, when I well, I I wasn't actually watching it like intently. Well, I wasn't actually meant to be watching it because my mum was watching it, and I was supposed to go to bed because I again it was like eight eight nine. I was eight nine years old, and um, y- y- do you remember the days when like uh, you used to like go down on the banister, like down the stairs and like look through the banister? Yeah. Yes. Um, my mum's watching a um a movie called Chinese Boxer. Okay. Um, it's got. I, th- I think the most well-known uh, actor in it was is called Jimmy Wang Yu, but um, basically uh, he's part of a Chinese boxing school, 
and uh, one of the former students who got kicked out um, has co- come back with some uh, karate experts. Yeah. And he, uh, one of the students, um, he fought, uh, one of the karate experts fights uh, one of the Chinese boxer students uh, in, their, in a restaurant. And uh, they, he basically does the uh, martial arts thing of take, basically like gouges his eyes out. And being eight, nine years old, you see that, it was like, it scared the hell out of me. And I basically ran up the stairs and like hid under the sheets. But I mean, in hindsight, the, the effects to basically do that were comedic in a way. I think that's something that <laughs> they probably was, were. I think that's something that everybody like laughs at now because the spe- a lot of the special effects for a lot of these movies were kind of very budgety. Um, yeah. If you watch... Uh, um, I watched uh, uh, the movie The Five Deadly Venoms on Netflix recently and high definition does not help these movies age well because um, I can, you can basically, a lot of the scenes you can basically see the, uh, the sideburns basically like um, put onto the sides of the guys' faces. Yeah. So, like, I suppose that's the same with any kind of old film though. A lot of them really do, don't hold up. Like even films from the early 2000s I've stopped kind of looking very good now. Yeah, uh, true. But another another sort of point I wanted to make was I, I actually like watched the Matrix fight scenes recently and then I, I sort of followed it up and watched um, some scenes from you know, Wheels on Meals and, and, and some Donnie Yen stuff. And just the, the biggest difference straight away is just how much faster the fight scenes are you know, in more Eastern cinema. Like they move so quickly, um, like the choreography is kind of the same, but just the speed that they move is complete. Is it's on another level. I think that's also tied into a lot of the uh, martial arts film stars were trained um, from such a young age that it's almost second nature. Yeah, like that. Like yeah, like like Keanu Reeves. He's an actor first, and and martial artist second. He learned martial arts, you know, different di- differently. Whereas Jackie Chan, he was learning this stuff at, at like as a child. Yeah, I mean, and acting came second. Yeah, I mean, Jackie Chan is a martial artist first, actor second. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Bruce Lee as well, of course. Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to touch on um just a, a different kind of movie before we touch on some other stuff. I want to talk about very very briefly. We don't have to spend too long on it. On uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and I suppose by extension, House of the Flying Daggers. Oh, are you sort of talking, or do you want to call it sort of like the uh, Chinese epics with martial arts in there? It's more, it's more the fact that these films they kind of repopularized Eastern martial arts movies when they came out, but they also highlighted kind of the more wire fighting sort of style. Um, the Matrix kind of got away with it because it was you know hyper realism. You min- you manipulate in reality. That's all part of the plot. Whereas these films, they just kind of introduced, you know, wire fighting. I, they were introduced before that, but it, it was kind of a different style of mainstream action where the, the fighters are floating around in the sky. They're doing these ridiculously high jumps. Um, I mean, how well, did you sort of feel about that kind of style as opposed to the more, I guess, realistic martial arts movies that you know sort of bruce lee and, and jackie chan were were starring in um 
I don't. I didn't mind it because again, a lot. Um, I have uh, a couple of uh, movies um, at home where the some of the characters will have almost, I guess you could say, superhuman powers, like be able to yeah. jump really high and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, they kind of tie it in with the whole chi sort of thing. So using your, your the energy from the earth and your body and stuff because um going back to born invincible um part of the reason uh uh carter wong loses at the end is because the, the good guy figures out um he has to basically hit all of his pressure points on his body um yeah. like methodically and stuff dude and... you're literally explaining kill bill right now <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we know where Kilmore got there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I've also got a uh, Jet Li movie from the early '90s called The Evil Cult. Yeah, let's let's go into Jet Li. That's a good segue. So yeah, so what, what was the movie you want to talk about with Jet Li then? Um, it's called The Evil Cult. Um, and I'm not familiar with this one. Um, no, it it, it was a tr- it, um, it was one he did in, and um. I really enjoyed it so much that I was because I, it basically ends on a cliffhanger, and I was psyched to. I, I my mom bought it from a HMV like back in like two thousand and two, two thousand and three or something. Yeah, and I was like, we watched it at the weekend, um, and I was like, oh sweet, this is sick! I can't wait for um, Evil Cult two. So like, we actually went back to like HMV because this was like the days before. Um, yeah prominent and we could and then that uh, i found out like about a year later that um they never made it because it bombed <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus. it's I, it's so there's lots of wire foo in it um it's obvious as well because you can um you can see some of the characters like with wires basically hanging off their uh, clothes and stuff but yeah. it they kind of have a fantastic, fantastical element to it. Like, yeah, they kind of, it's kind so, of more, it's kind of more of a, as a, a sort of a kung fu fairy tale, I suppose, in, in its approach. Yeah, I mean, because I think that's what it was actually based on. Yeah, uh, and I guess if you have that, um, if you know that there's supposed to be fantastical elements in a in the martial arts movie, then you kind of accept it. Whereas I guess stuff like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, they don't really say that's a thing. Yeah, the, I mean, there is just... quite, there's kind of like the mystical sword sort of thing, but I mean, it's really it's really cool to watch. Like when it's done well, when it's not kind of comically done. Um, I think Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon kind of skirted the line between really awesome fight scenes and wire fighting, and then there's a fight scene towards the end where Chariot and Fat is basically jumping from tree to tree. And it kind of all falls apart. But there's some awesome fight scenes in that in that movie there when um Michelle Yeo's got a sword and then she's fighting uh, Zhang Zhi. Yeah, they're both yeah, they're both fighting with swords. It's awesome, it's like in a dojo. Um so there's really, really cool scenes in that for sure. Um but yeah, I just thought it was quite interesting to sort of touch on the kind of wire through. Um but I mean co- again, I think it's sort of like I guess it's a personal preference sort of thing, but yeah, and also I guess context in regards to yeah, like I the mean, Matrix did it, and it just kind of pulled it off in a in a way. Um, when it did pull it off, it you know 
it kind of explained what it was manipulating gravity and, and things like that and you know the iconic trinity sort of flying kick sort of thing you know it's awesome but when when you've got two normal characters sort of fly, flying around i was never really into it that was kind of an area of kung fu cinema i wasn't keen on yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, I think that's, I guess some people kind of, I guess it's, again, a personal preference or thing. Like some people prefer a realistic kind of yeah thing. Because, I mean, um, I, I guess uh, when I talked about John Wick and stuff earlier, I mean, lots of people enjoy John Wick. But um, uh, you could argue that the Wanted movie from like 10 years ago had a similar sort of vibe. But it's a whole it's, sort of gun fu sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, but because it's sort of like, um, oh yeah, we can basically like you know bend bullets around people and stuff, yeah. and they exp- and they basically just explain it's like some people are just born with heightened abilities and stuff. It it didn't really sort of work. Yeah. So I mean, I I think that's kind of like the difference. I mean, it, they if it was something like this, just happens to be set in you know the future or something it would yeah. kind of, like people like need context and also good context instead of just you know some people can do this and some can't yeah but in turn but just go back on on kind of jet lee movies um some ones that i definitely want to sort of bring up first one's fist of legend which was kind of a remake of bruce lee's fist of fury and Dude, Fist of Legend is awesome, man. If if there's one thing you're gonna do tonight, you've got to watch Jet Li in Fist of Legend fight the whole dojo of um, the Japanese um, martial artists. It's it's so good. It's so good. Jet Li is so fast. I um I haven't seen that, but I have seen. Uh, I don't even think I've seen the second one, but I've seen. Uh, uh, I can't even. Is it the. Uh, where he's playing Fong Sai Yuk. Uh, the legend, is it? Oh, God, I don't know, man. I mean, um, my, my, I'm, I'm not too familiar with Jet Li's movies, especially not his um, American movies. I remember watching him in uh, Lethal Weapon 4 and thinking he was awesome. But then in, my, my most familiar sort of Jet Li movie is probably Hero um, and Once Upon a Time in China. I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I have watched Romeo Must Die and Kiss of the Dragon. <laughs> well, and there wasn't there another one as well. There was Jet Li Unleashed or something. Um, no, well, there was um the one. And I remember he was in the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor as well. But that let's not. Talk oh, about. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say it's like I I got so frustrated with that. <laughs> it has so so much good potential, and then they just squandered it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for one thing, you have you've got Jet Li in your movie, and you decide to CGI his character for three quarters of it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I feel like some of those films, though, that like this, like some of the his American films had bad cuts compared to his Chinese ones. I don't know if just if the directors for the Hollywood movies just weren't as good at framing the action, so they resorted to a lot of cuts, but. That's why I've always kind of preferred the, yeah, his more his his Chinese films. But, I think I think yeah. that is the thing. Um, American directors generally don't know how to, un- unless they've had pre prior experience with martial arts or that or particular kinds of action, like hand to hand. Yeah, martial arts. 
And I think um, it's appreciation for the genre as well. Like when you've got someone like Quentin Tarantino who really respects, you know, kung fu movies, or you've got, you know, another example like Brett Ratner for the Rush Hour movie. I think it's Brett Ratner. Um, oh yeah. He, he just knows what he's filming and and what he's going for. And you know, when you the Wachowskis, of course, as well. Like, um, notice I said the Wachowskis, not the Wachowski brothers or the Wachowski sisters. But <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, it, that, that makes such a difference when you've got a director who really knows and appreciates and respects the art of filming a really coherent fight scene. Yeah, I mean, because I watched the face-off at the weekend. <laughs> See, and... John Woo, man, yes. <laughs> yeah, and there's a re- there's... The reason the reason that um it's seen as like a really good action movie is because he knows how John Woo knows how to do action. Yeah. Um, while he's obviously he's, he's more he's more of a gun fu person. He he just knows how to kind of work with it. Yeah, and, and what uh, and what he and a lot of um these kind of directors appreciate as well it's the it's like the build-up and the anticipation for this the action scene as well as the action scene yeah you need like you need context it's like yeah it's all it's all very well things are going to go down man yeah it's all very well and good having a cool action scene but if there's no context then why should i be invested exactly but i actually think we're we're going to run out of time because i need to shoot off and i feel like we've still got a lot more to talk about so oh, yeah. I think this is going to have to be a two-parter. Yeah, um, I can do that. Um, I, I mean, there has there was like so many other like martial arts movies that I yeah, watched. No, like... there's so much more I want to talk about. We're fifty. We like we're fifty minutes in. So, <laughs> and I, could, I, I think we've got at least another hour's worth to talk about. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many movies that, um, especially like, uh, there's one that I watched. Um, that I've got called Incredible Shaolin Thunderkick. I want to hear about all about that. I want to talk about Kung Fu Hustle a little bit. I want to talk about Donnie Yen, Brandon Lee movies I really want to talk about. So um, we're going to have to reconvene. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> this was the warm-up. 